Did you burn the hot dish? Did you spend too much money at Target? Did you not know that War Road is the Hockey Hall of Fame? Do people tell you that you swear like a sailor? Did you do at least one thing this week that scared the fucking shit out of your family? <laughs> well, then you came to the right place. My name is AJ, and I am your host, also known as your new Minnesota BFF that you didn't know you had, but you are hella glad that you found me because just like you, I suppress my feelings and I use swear words as my love language. Welcome to the Maybe Swearing Helps podcast. Growing up, I was that girl in elementary school who sat in the hallway during the class's Columbus Day discussion and craft project. Come November, I took a seat in the hallway next to the Jehovah Witness kid during the class's Thanksgiving party. It wasn't because I was in timeout, nor was it due to my religion. It was purposely done by choice. A choice that I, as a child, wouldn't have made for myself. It was my dad's decision that we would not be included in his words, a mockery of his people. He didn't want his daughters growing up to believe that Columbus discovered us, nor did he want us to believe that the first Thanksgiving was all rainbows and sunshine. What really tipped the scales for him was the day I came bouncing home in a paper headdress. My class put on a play, Dad, and I got to be the Indian, I said with glee. He took one look at me and ripped the carefully colored paper headdress off my head and threw it in the trash. I was crushed. I worked so hard on coloring the paper feathers just right, and it ended up in the trash. I started crying. He put out his cigar and pulled me onto his lap. I asked why he threw away my paper headdress. And he explained to me that headdresses are sacred to our people and one should not make a mockery out of them. He explained why it wasn't okay for the teacher to single me out and make me be the Indian for the play. I tearfully said, but I am an Indian and no one else got to play that part but me. He squeezed me tight and said, yes, you are an Indian, but you are not nor will you ever be their monkey. I was too little to understand what he fully meant by that. In the years following, my dad filled out a form to exclude me from such classroom celebrations. When we'd return from Thanksgiving break, the teacher would ask us one by one how our holiday was. That is until she came to me. They'd skip me and ask the kids sitting either behind or in front of me to speak. In fourth grade, I finally had enough of being skipped and yelled, It's just a regular day at my house! My dad tells a story about how the pilgrims ate the Indians, and we drive to the cabin and get our Christmas tree. Thanks for asking, Mr. Gordon. Mr. Gordon, poor Mr. Gordon, was both dumbfounded and amused by me yelling out what I did. He asked me, do you think the Thanksgiving story is a lie? Yes. Yes, sir, I do. He just winked at me and moved on to the next kid. When I was getting ready to leave that day, Mr. Gordon asked me to come to his desk. He told me, Your dad is right on the Thanksgiving story's inaccuracy, but sometimes we have to carry out an inaccuracy for other people's happiness, okay? I said, okay, but why? And he he replied to me, because sometimes the truth makes people feel uncomfortable and they don't like that. But why? I piped back. He just looked at me and said, I don't know, Manny. It just does. Now get going. Miss Dorothy is probably getting cold standing on the corner waiting for you. 
With those words, I was off and I ran down the street because I didn't want Miss Dorothy to think I was in trouble or lost. This continued all throughout my education. Even in high school, I would sit out in the hallway when my history teachers taught the Indian unit every November. My dad's other pet peeve is that Native history is whitewashed by historians. He didn't want us learning inaccuracies. He wanted us to learn our history from our people and not some history teacher who moonlights as a swim coach. So when I got to college, I minored in First Nation studies. I wanted a better understanding of my history and culture. My freshman year, I had returned from Thanksgiving break and headed over to Gary's office for help with an essay I was working on. He asked me how my break was and I replied, Thanksgiving is just another day at my house for my family. We don't have a feast or get dressed up, but we do go shopping, then we get our treat. Puzzled, he asked me why it was just a regular day. Um, because Thanksgiving is a lie and we all know the pilgrims were cannibals. After I dropped that on him, we sat in silence. A silence that soon had Gary cracking a smile. I've never seen another human identify me identify with me more in my life. He looked at me like he just found his new best friend and said, you've never celebrated a Thanksgiving? How do you feel about Columbus? I just laughed and said, nope, and I cannot stand the lie that is Columbus. I went on to tell him the story about the paper headdress that started it all. Turns out Gary had also made one and was once the Indian in his class played too. That is the day he became more than a teacher, he became my mentor, and we bonded over our shared dislike of Columbus and the Thanksgiving story. These days, Thanksgiving is so over-commercialized that folks forget about how the pilgrims sat down with the Indians for a meal. Instead, we skip the story and go straight to the buffalo plaid tablescapes with a perfectly roasted, Instagrammable turkey that is surrounded by a smiling family. Some hurry up and eat just in time for the big game to start while others carefully plot their shopping trip while eating a slice of pie. The Thanksgiving story is being lost to time whether, while others choose to clutch on to the story as truth, a truth that they cannot bear to give up even though archaeologists have found evidence of cannibalism at Plymouth Rock. Sadly, schools are still encouraging children to carry out this day via pilgrim hats and paper headdresses in classrooms. Children make turkeys out of their handprints instead of learning about the realities of what led to and what happened after the first Thanksgiving on Plymouth Rock. Part of me believes it's because educators don't want to teach the truth about Thanksgiving because they themselves don't want to admit that they too believe in and celebrate a lie every November. Hey friends, thanks so much for choosing this podcast to listen to. I know that your time is precious and I hope that you left. I hoped you learned something new or at least you found me slightly entertaining. Because if you don't find me slightly entertaining, well, at least you can go find me dancing awkwardly in public with a cotton candy duck over on TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok. You can search for Ninja in the City. If you don't want to see me dancing awkwardly, you can go on over to MaybeSwearingHelps.com to find out more about this episode, past episodes, and if you would like to connect, if you have a topic or a question, you can go ahead and email, the email has changed, BearWillTravel at gmail.com. I hope all of you have an incredible week and I look forward to connecting with you.